wanting to venture into an entrepreneurial experience and not sure where to start, this channel interviews the movers and shapers in their niche. Watch this show to learn more about different business ideas or connect with the leaders that offer a solution to your problem. PSI TV helps businesses have a bigger presence by making TV affordable. Beyond ads, biz brands can now have a channel presence with their content. We are the Netflix of biz brands. If you have a passionate message, the solution to a problem, a new book or product launch, and want to impact a new and expansive audience, have your audience say, I saw you on TV. PSI TV is proud to bring you another star, this time in the leadership niche. Brandon Peel is the founder of Unity Lab. He's a best-selling author, impact entrepreneur, and expert in purpose, leadership, and culture change. He's a trusted keynote speaker, consultant, and program leader by organizations such as Google, Johnson & Johnson, Stanford University, JBRF, Morgan Stanley, the U.S. Marine Corps, University of California, Berkeley, LinkedIn, the U.S. Navy, Slalom Consulting, the U.S. Coast Guard, and the University of Minnesota. His work has also been featured by news organizations such as USA Today, U.S. News, World Report, and Forbes. We are absolutely honored to have you with us today, Brandon. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for the opportunity to speak with you today. Awesome. Now, Brandon, uh, you have a very bold vision for Unity Lab to impact 100 million employees who are connected to their purpose and their organization's mission. Wow. How do you think <laughs> that? Well, um, so the short of it is, is like, I believe my firm conviction that only business can save this nation. And as you probably are aware, we have so much dysfunction going on in society at the level of government and people, frankly, they don't trust the government. Uh, only uh, a quarter of Americans actually trust the government. Uh, whereas 77% of us trust our employer and 94% of us trust small businesses. So what we're out to do is actually empower business to lead national renewal and also uh, have increased retention, employee engagement, social and emotional wellness and inclusion. And so the way that we do that is we activate culture at scale. So we are a, a culture as a service platform. So it scales to the entire country right now. Uh, we don't need any sort of you know, in-depth onboarding, any kind of customization. If you want to activate people's purpose, have them love their job, have them connect authentically with their diverse colleagues, that's what we do. Wow. Now, despite raising the minimum wage, some companies still can't seem to attract good employees. And worse, they have good employees and they're losing them. Brandon, in your opinion, is this simply a wage issue? Well, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a wage issue, but it's not simply a wage issue. Uh, if you look at the last 40 years of wage growth versus productivity growth, uh, something like less than half of Americans make a living wage. And so Yes, we need to make sure everybody has uh, income that is four times their rent and that where they have uh, less than 30 minute commute. And even among those folks who are making enough money, they're leaving in droves, a quote unquote great resignation, right? Uh, there's a McKinsey study that showed that during the pandemic, 
two thirds of people revisited their purpose in life. And that is astounding. Uh, because I mean, I mean, who does that like in mass? And also in this study, they showed that 70% of folks want purpose aligned work, but only 15% think it's possible. So there's this big purpose gap, basically, where people want to be fulfilled at work. They, they want their jobs to be meaningful. They like the steady paycheck and the benefits. They don't think it's possible. So they start looking around or they start their own company. And employers are at, you know, they're basically on the ropes because they're having their best people. And many of them are their uh, highest performing diverse candidates, especially working mothers are leaving. And they're either starting their own thing or working for a smaller company where more of their humanity is acknowledged and valued. Hmm. Well, people for a long, uh, for a long time, that whole purpose and rhetoric, and you kind of just touched on it. They felt that they could only find it if they had their own business and they had to just pursue that. Is it really impossible to earn an income from doing what you love through a job? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely possible. And I don't want to discount how fulfilling and rewarding entrepreneurship is. I myself am a serial entrepreneur. Like I love starting things that move the needle on the human condition. It's just what I do. But not everybody's like that. A lot of, a lot of folks just want to show up, create, innovate, uh, connect with their, their fellow employees and grow. And so there's this burgeoning kind of field of purpose activated work. And it, it's really quite simple. It's just a little bit of self-reflection, taking a new action, and then sharing that with your colleagues. And over time, that becomes a new norm where people seek out opportunities to be fulfilled, to live their purpose at work and to grow. Yeah, because it, it's, it's the experience without the risk that comes with being an entrepreneur. So I guess, I guess it, it is possible. Now, mental health right now is at the whole forefront of many conversations, especially the HR conversation. People are more open these days to request time off for mental health. And it seems like the work you're doing with organization addresses the whole social, emotional component of the corporate culture. Brandon, why does this even matter and how do you actually help companies accomplish this? Yeah, well, we're, we're in a crisis. We're in actually kind of a perfect storm of isolation. So two thirds of us are lonely. Like we don't have enough human connection in our lives. 84% uh, of us experience long-term uh, stress and 85% of us are more burned out than we were before the pandemic. So we have this kind of perfect storm of people just not feeling good and they're taking lots of time off. Uh, and, you know, that's probably a good thing. So they probably need the time off, but it doesn't have to be that bad. And so what we do is we bring people together to learn. So put, put folks in these small diverse learning groups of four people and they learn something together over time. And usually by about the second or third session, they're like fused as a group. They're like, oh, these are my people. Like I can, you know, the armor comes down. They start to share what's really true for them. And so they get fulfilled by these relationships. And especially when they're discovering their purpose and values, which is baked into every single module in our programs, they get to see that who they are matters. It's reflected by their colleagues and they get to bring that to work. And as you might know, this, this, the science of purpose is overwhelming. It's uh, folks who know their purpose, they're more productive, they're 175% more productive. They take 9.5 fewer days of paid time off a year. They just love their work, they're fulfilled by it. 
And so what we do is we address the social emotional health by activating people's purpose and then helping them form intimate connections uh, with their professional colleagues. You know, I heard a story years ago because uh, as you're talking about people finding their purpose and everything, I, I don't even think it's the job. I really think it's how they, how they think about what they do. And, uh, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but this is a story. Um, this gentleman approached these three men. They were all doing the same job, laying bricks to build this thing. The first one he went, he said, what are you doing? He says, I'm laying bricks. The second one, he said, what are you doing? He says, I'm building a wall. The third one, he said, what are you doing? He says, I'm building a, an organization where people will be helped and serve. They were all doing the same process but they weren't processing the process the same way. So does it really come down to the what we do or is it the, the thinking behind what we do? What is, what is really going on here? Well, I would say it's both. Um, so if you kind of break down what creates purposeful work, you have three things. You have the impact. So it's gotta matter to you what that company does for other people or for the planet. And, you know, like I said, 97% of uh, Americans value having a sense of purpose. So it's, we, we want to have an impact that matters to us. And so that's where that kind of, you know, I'm building this organization thing. I'm building this cathedral uh, comes online. Now, the other piece is relationships. So we're, we're fulfilled by the depth and the quality of our relationships. And the third is growth. And so it's really all of those things. Like you want to be growing and developing skills that are meaningful to you. Like for me, my first career was in investment banking. It was a terrible match. Like I have terrible attention to detail. I hate Excel. Like it was not the right place for me. I was doing the wrong thing. I needed to be put more on the business development marketing side, right? If, if I had taken a strengths finder or something like that, I would have immediately been kicked out of investment banking and placed into marketing or sales, right? Now also, you know, what, what you spoke of when people see that their purpose is bigger than not only their identity, you know, their, in my case, maleness, whiteness, straightness, uh, they, they see that really their purpose in, includes their career, but it's not just their career. Their purpose gets expressed in their family, in their love life, in their community, in the way they treat their body, uh, their relationship to their organization, their relationship to the planet. It's, it's an all-encompassing all oh, all <laughs> identity uh, that your career is just one expression. So purpose also expresses itself as spouse, as parent, as community member. Interesting you say that as a man, since most men seem to have their identity wrapped up in their career and what they do. Interesting totally. that maybe one day we can explore that some more. Um, Brandon, more and more companies are moving to the whole remote workforce type of situation. Some even have a global remote workforce. So how does company culture apply when people are so all over the place in different locations? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And one that is really stumping a lot of people. I mean, I talk to CEOs every day and they're like, I don't know how to onboard. I don't know how to uh, nurture morale. I don't know how to make people feel like they're a part of something because I'm just looking at a little rectangular box on the screen. Like, is this, is this really culture? Is this a thing? So it's, it's, it's a great question. Um, now, it's also important to note that remote is not going away. You know, only 20% of employees want to come back full time. Most of them only want to be in the office two, three days a week because 
the time in the office is actually very good for uh, team building, for starting new projects. But most of the time, it's actually wasted. You might remember from office space where he's like, yeah, I probably do 15 minutes of actual work a week. <laughs> so but what people actually prefer is to have plenty of uh, individual time to work, to collaborate, to communicate you know, via Slack or Teams. But they don't actually need to be together very much. Now, that still doesn't solve the problem for culture. So how do you develop culture in a, you know, this world of work, this new reality where a lot of people are not in the office? And so that's basically what we do. So we're a you know, digitally native hybrid remote solution that allows folks, no matter where they work, to develop skills, relationships, and, know, and to know that this is a place where their purpose matters, where they matter, and they're valued by their peers and, and managers. My son works for a law firm, and um, during the whole pandemic, what I observed them do is they would send out boxes that would arrive from, pure, from time to time. It would have wine and cheese and whatever. And then they would have a session where it was just for them to have bring out the wine and the cheese and chat. It was it was nothing more than them just having a bonding experience over Zoom, which I thought was amazing. So I guess it can be done. I, you know, if I hadn't seen it happen, I didn't think it would have been possible. So I guess I've kind of seen it at some level. Um, so what is the real problem that Unity Lab seeks to solve? And in that process, how do you know you've done it? What is the metric? that needle you're trying to move? How do you know when you've done it? Right. So for businesses, it's quite simple. I mean, businesses are bleeding. Uh, they've got this great resignation. So people leaving, people not wanting to join them if it's not a, a mission they care about, if they don't have a great culture. And you can find all this stuff out. It's You can look on Glassdoor, you can look on LinkedIn, see what people are saying. And so businesses need to attract and retain people. So that's the number one problem we, we solve for businesses. Now, we also as we talked about before, we improve social emotional wellness. So people feel seen, gotten, they can process their, their professional and personal lives together. And then I would say the, the last piece is diversity, equity, inclusion. Now, uh, most DEI programs are very much like on the nose. It's like unconscious bias training, systemic racism, ERGs, anonymous reporting things. It's very much like this old school way of like saying, hey, here's, here's the new information. You better do it. You know? uh, and what we do is a much more, I would say, comprehensive and uh, oblique approach where we put people together who are different. So let's say you as a woman, me as a man, and we might have another colleague who doesn't identify as heterosexual, another colleague that might be uh, neurodiverse. So the four of us, probably would never see each other outside of work. But because we're at work, we have this opportunity to create empathy and trust across difference. So for companies, that's what we do. Now, you know our mission. Our mission is really to uh, spark a national renewal led by business. So when that comes online, so imagine like the top 20 employers in every metro area, everybody knows their purpose, everyone feels connected, they're connecting across political, racial, sexual, uh, economic difference. That's, that's actually the promise of our nation. So we're solving really the purpose of the United States, e pluribus unum, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, all created equal. That's why people come here. <laughs> that's why people come here. That's what they believe can and will happen here. And it, 
unfortunately has not really been happening for a while. And I'm glad you're organizing. Are you doing this as a done for you, done with you, uh, external independent contract? How does, how do you work with the company to do all this? Yeah. So we're, we're a culture as a service company. So we, we contract with organizations like the, some of some of the ones you mentioned, and we are their culture as a service. So they have, you know, teams and Slack for communication. They have zoom for video. They have, you know, uh, Microsoft or, or Google for email. We're the ones who come in and say, all right, here's what needs to be developed based on our survey data. Cause you know, we definitely customize it for each client and here's how you do it. Bring people together. They need to develop these skills over the next two or three years. And so the workforce is, is trained. They're, they're highly uh, effective communicators, team members, leaders, and they end up having uh, a culture as a result where people like each other and they know lots of people from across departments, from across, you know, like I said, uh, racial, political, gender differences. Mm, wow. Okay, so Brandon, I know we have not explored everything that's possible, but in wrapping up, is there anything else you would like to share? Yeah, uh, it doesn't have to be hard. Uh, everyone thinks this is hard because it has always been hard. Um, you know, culture change is something that most people don't know much about. And when they try it, it usually backfires uh, because everyone's like, well, I don't believe her or him, you know, the CEO or the, the manager, like they're a jerk. You know, they're, they treat their body terribly. They're mean. They, they politic their way this way and that. And so when all this top down mission value stuff happens, employees are like, yeah, right. And and so what I, what I want to say is like, there's actually a way to do it from the bottom up where it, it starts in each employee's purpose and values. And that becomes their access to the organization's mission and values and uh, research from some friends of mine at Harris Poll and um, Kumanu showed that when employees know their individual purpose, they're three times more likely to be committed to the organization's mission. So you can start next week. We have a free trial. Uh, it doesn't have to be hard. And I would say just, you know, give us a try. Fantastic. It doesn't cost So Brandon, anything. how do people get in touch with you? How do they connect with you? Yeah, well, the easiest way is you can connect on LinkedIn. You can also send me an email uh, to b as in boy at unitylab.co. And um, yeah, just send me a note. Tell me what you're thinking and we can help you out. It's a try. Brandon, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Trudy. It's been awesome.